Ladies, gentlemen, yogis, bogies, and old fogies, I am your verified voodoo vaquero, Phil Arroyo, and I want to welcome you all to the Let It Bleed podcast. Now, unfortunately, we're not joined by your whimsical wizard of love, David Amaya, today because he is still kind of probably just getting back from the Oregon Eclipse right now. So if you are also doing that, welcome home. I'm sure you guys had a great time, and I cannot wait to hear about all that pretty soon. But, uh, you know, we'll make this quick. We'll get right into it. We are joined today by, uh, by Matthew Velez. He is one of the most genuine forces for good that we know. I mean, he's just this, this dude who wants to make the world a better place. And we really get into how we can do that on an individual level and what it takes to kind of push past the inertia and to make something happen. You know, because most of the people that we have on here have like a, they have an artistic passion. And, you know, we were able to talk with him about more of like an altruistic passion, like a, a call to serve or, a, you know, yeah, a call to serve other people and be a good person. You know, uh, he's a yoga instructor on top of a very capable uh, systems analyst. I don't know, some computer shit. Don't don't tell him I said that. I'm not exactly sure what he does, but we do get into it uh, a little bit in there and how he's able to use the skills that he has to, um, you know, to help people out. So, uh, you know, we, we talked about like, yoga and its importance as not just poses and flexibility in a workout, but as a state of mind. And so even towards the end, we even do some, uh, we do some quick like meditation exercises, some breathing things. So stick around and however you consume this podcast, if you're, you're driving to work, you're at work and you probably shouldn't be listening, if you're furiously masturbating to my selfies, however you do it, you know, take that time to really slow down for a second, breathe. And 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 really internalize what it is to uh, to be and do yoga. And so I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And I'm sure David said the same thing if he was here right now. We want to give a quick shout out to our buddies that put on the Base Waffles show. I know we've talked about it before, but they've got another one coming up this Sunday, August 27th. They've got the Butter Eclipse. So if you guys missed the one on Monday, don't worry, because at the offbeat. In Los Angeles, that's a, a bar on York, in air quotes, is, uh, is how they describe it. And uh, from 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. So go ahead and uh, you can Google Base Waffles or look them up on Facebook and you'll be able to find all the information that you need for that. Uh, you know, shout out to uh, Synaptic and Table Productions, the guys who put that on. Uh, I know Pee Wee, a uh, friend of the show, is going to be on there, as well as uh, our other friend Loge, who we hope to get on soon. And yeah. That is, uh, that's pretty much it for, uh, for us today. So if you guys uh, wouldn't mind telling your friends about how great the show is, we always appreciate it. If you guys go on iTunes, you know, make sure you kind of rate us up, give us all the stars you like, make sure you're subscribed to us so you get these podcasts to your phone every Thursday around noon-ish. I'm really bad at this. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> And uh, make sure you follow us on all of our social media at Let It Bleedcast. That is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can look us up that way. Dave, you can always find at Hoodrat Stuff with three Fs. You can always find myself at Nobody Cares Phil on Instagram and Phil Nobody Cares on Twitter. Uh, Matthew can be found at MJVelez03, and I'm going to put a link to that uh, down in the uh, description of this episode. So you guys will be able to click through and kind of catch up with his adventures. But, you know, his, his call to action wasn't so much about himself. It was about everybody getting out there and, and doing something for someone else. So, you know, the eclipse just happened. It's a, it's a period of change that marks change. So just go out there and try to do something nice for somebody today. 
try to uh, affect change in a very positive and meaningful way. That's what he would want you to do. All right? So I'm going to finish rambling right now, and let's get If only you could see the smile he's got on his face right now as well. He's a handsome motherfucker right here. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, appreciate you coming out. I know it's like Oregon Eclipse crunch time. Everybody's That's right. Trying to get that done. Crazy. And knowing this guy, you're 10% ready? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's a lot more ready than I was just about a week or two ago when I actually solidified the fact that I was going to be going because mm-hmm. I was just kind of leaving it up to chance, and it worked out, and things have been working out more and more. So, you know, I, I'm a little bit less overwhelmed than before, but then other things just keep popping up, like the, you know, you heard me on the phone yesterday dealing with some work stuff, some things, you know, fell through, and so now, within the next couple of days, alongside me having to get all this other stuff prepared to leave on Tuesday night, I have to really make sure that all of my bases are covered uh, for the rest of the week with clients and stuff. Which is, is at this very moment for me kind of difficult to. I, I'm kind of stressed about it because I don't know how I'm. I haven't figured out how I'm going to to make it work, but I will. Dude, and, it's difficult enough to like the like the actual getting ready yeah. is rarely even the hard part. It's yeah. the making sure shit doesn't blow up while you're gone. Yeah, that's usually the hard part. Mm-hmm. And and normally with this sort of situation too, like I usually kind of get a little bit of this kind of stress beforehand, but then I go. And then I know that I'm going to come back completely relieved and still, you know, even though I have to come back to work, it's not, you know, as much like where this time I'm, I'm coming back and I'm going to be hitting the ground running. Like as soon the next day that I get back, I'm, I'm, you know, going right back into this thing and they asked me to work. They needed me to work more. So, you know, festivals, one thing that people don't understand is that they're not, you know, easy, <laughs> you know, in terms of like, it's not like you're going and just having the like the, the most relaxing time you party and you have a good time and you it's meaningful and it definitely does relieve a lot of stress mm-hmm. but it wears you the fuck out with the, with the option to relax but like you're probably not going to do that though. no i mean <laughs> you're there and i mean just even if i do relax at the festival i still have to pack everything up and you know we're leaving right after sometime the same day as the eclipse and so uh that the eclipse happens to make it back just for us to make it back on time you know giving our it's different than the festivals that we go to where the furthest usually is like what three or four hours away it's a pretty significant distance yeah, and it's a much longer festival as well yes seven days instead of just a normal yeah, three the right so start the official start of the festival is thursday the 17th gates open oh, okay. at 10 a.m 11 a.m if you have early entry it's yeah, still early. wednesday and yeah. it goes through the end of next Wednesday, following Wednesday. Shit, man. 
23rd. That's crazy. The solar oh. eclipse happening Monday the 21st. That's right. Yeah, we're excited about that. We've gone mm-hmm. over it. And uh, actually, by the time this goes out, it will have already happened. And you guys will have had a fucking kick-ass time. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely don't doubt that I'm going to have a kick-ass time. And I'm kind of being a little bitch for just looking at all the things. But, you know, it's just from experience, too. It's just a thing of, like, oh, fuck. Well, it's easy to get caught up in your head with preparations and everything as it comes and goes. And yeah. I mean, there's nothing that you want to avoid more than being in a festival, having brought all this stuff, hauled everything thousands of miles, and not having that one thing yeah, that you exactly. really need. Right. Like, fuck, yeah. I forgot the second battery for my dildo. Like, every time, you know? Dude, you know, that's right? the old-fashioned one you store. need it most. Um, <sighs> stayed in packed with a bunch of umbralites. Or, sorry, umbrophiles, I apologize. <laughs> umbrophiles? Umbrophiles. Those I'm who... not sure. What, what is that? Oh. Well, now you have to guess. Oh, I'm excited. Okay, umbrophiles. Somebody who is... Uh, wait, umbra. Fuck. That's one of those words that like Greek. floats around. That like, like a sun thing. I know. I like ooh, someone's onto it. Yeah, I, I know mean. it has to do with the moon <laughs> or the sun. I can't quite remember because, and I know this entirely through the context of like video games. Oh, of and then using that to like name things, too. and so I'm like, <laughs> shit. Okay, so umbra is that? Okay, I'm gonna guess that is dusk. Uh, I would say it would be a similar. Type aspect, right? Similar concept. Okay. Does it just mean so eclipse? somebody who only <laughs> so somebody who only likes to fuck between the hours of uh, six and eight o'clock? You know, so that could be on point, but let's use some contextual variables of what you know of this. Okay. The context I brought it up in. All we right. know it has something to do with the sun. We know what's files. You know. Yeah. Somebody who has an obsession yes. with the sun being blotted out by. The moon? Yes, yeah, somebody who loves solar eclipses. Mm. That's a very specific uh, category. Or what, what would you... Like, so very that's, specific. So that's the umbra. That's, that's an umbra file. An oh. umbra file. No, learned I it from like NPR, that. everybody. They did a whole little uh, show on the... So no. there no. are there are recorded cases well, of umbra files? Like, well, there are there? recorded... They've swarmed the earth, in fact. Because what? There's a solar eclipse every 18 months, and it happens in a different part of the world. So there's people... All over the world that'll travel together, well, not travel together, but they'll bump into each other in like Istanbul or random airports every eighteen months, chasing these eclipses. One of the wow. guys, he said, even uh, was on like a Russian tanker for twenty six days to get into the Arctic to Damn. see a solar eclipse. Did you see that one well, article of filings to the files? Yeah, Did that you is see a hell of a thing to like collect, you know? Yeah. Uh, Did you see that article that Jen posted uh, the other day? I think it was like yesterday or two days ago about. Uh, uh, basically just kind of going into like the astrological you know uh, explanations for and, and you know going into what it means through that point of view about the whole eclipse and what it represents and everything like that mm. and uh, I found it very interesting just because even if you don't you know even if it's not true or whatever you don't believe in that sort of thing it was just so so what was accurate the significance for Leo for I mean it's not necessarily going into it specific it talks oh, about like that. that it is in the Leo um, it's the Leo solar eclipse so and it's it goes into talking about the sun it's gonna make it about you don't you and well <laughs> you know and it goes into talking about the sun and this and that what the sun represents and all of the different ancient uh, you know civilizations mm-hmm. and basically you know a lot of people can see it the darkness that comes out of it as kind of like an evil apocalyptic type of feeling but really it's actually the opposite much like what certain people would expect certain like tarot cards to represent actually means something completely different like death for instance as a tarot card usually if somebody pulls that you're like thinking oh fuck death that's bad but it really means like death of uh 
bad habit or something that you're letting go of, like you're killing off something that doesn't serve you anymore and you're going, it, it, it represents like a time of change. And so that's uh, also basically what this was going off of. And I've, I've been seeing this recurring theme and it's also something in my life that I feel it does give me a little bit of a, a um, ease of mind because I'm just like, I'm like, fuck, I'm ready to let go of things. And I guess, you know, I just don't know. It, it's like every once in a while I go through this where I know that I'm overwhelmed and I'm doing too much and I know that I got to get rid of something. But deciding what that is exactly because you love so many things and mm -hmm. you know, you're trying to work things out and you go, you think about, you try to put yourself into different situations and think about certain things in different ways. Like, for instance, if you just don't like your job, well, am I being a bitch and I'm just like not liking it right now when I should just try harder or should I tell myself that, hey, this isn't serving me or, you know, or, or, you know, certain habits that we have per se, like, uh, you know, things that we do when we party or whatever. Sometimes mm -hmm. you get to these modes where you're like, I don't want to be doing this stuff anymore. And sometimes uh, you say, fuck it. And so you're constantly battling with that and you have to make these decisions as to what, let go, what you let go. But I like this idea is because it's just going to present itself to you that during the eclipse is when they believe your spirit God or guide or, you know, anything that you believe in will reveal it to you and make it known. Kind of like having an ego death and, you know, an acid trip. And I suppose that if you don't really allow this to happen in your life, you don't like you're not looking or letting that happen um you're probably not gonna get it but if you go into it thinking about that hey i'm for it you know very nice so. well yeah shit so i guess uh by the time this goes out you know monday will have been a mass period of change for everybody that we know we'll see but no i like that well, i'm I choosing to believe that man I'm and, and, and that i choose shit. to believe that as well since i know a lot of our, our friends who are going with us are very conscious about the intentions that they put into it and just like you were saying right it's when you have those intentions you have those thoughts that it becomes a possibility of becoming a reality sure you know mm -hmm. nobody actually sees the world for what it is nobody takes any situation yeah. as it is in reality the mm -hmm. world's three-dimensional and we all look at it through 2d and we're all and, making it up as we go along and it's all exactly filtered through our own experiences and memories and our nature and nurture and then we get our version of whatever that is so you can refocus that lens and use that same filter in a lot of powerful ways. It's similar to what you were just describing, right? Yeah. If you have that positive intention and you let yourself be guided towards that. You put yourself in an environment mm -hmm. around a bunch of like-minded people who are all being open um, just as much as you are. And slowly, you know, sure, you might have to have a bit of like a purge, right? Where you have all these stresses of your day-to-day -day life come out in a very strong way. And then you can kind of settle into the new frequency that you're around, right? Right feel that that wavelength and once you're in that comfortable state that's really where you can well allow these changes to take place and yeah. have that release absolutely mm -hmm. and that's why i like the you know the idea and you know the the thought behind uh, chaos magic because it's not about just going and doing like magic tricks you know it's about basically just finding ways to trick your mind if you will into putting a certain energy out there subconsciously that ends up manifesting it into real life and it's about really setting an intent and then kind of just forgetting about it. And it's basically the law of attraction, you know. So scientists also, you know, would say that they believe in this, certain ones anyways, that they're trying to find ways to prove that the law of attraction is in fact a thing, you know. And I think that every one of us in our lives have seen that happen where, you know, you kind of, you have these intentions for something to happen or you want something to happen. 
Um, and then you can go through life and you might forget about it. You might not be pursuing it anymore. Or you might have thought that, oh, well, that's not coming because I didn't get it when I wanted it. But then later on, what you had wanted before ended up manifesting in ways even better than what you had intended for. I don't know if that's happened to you, but that's definitely happened to me. And one of the ways I always bring up is how we've all met and how we've become friends. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted something like that to happen within my life. I was ready for that to happen. And I had a, a view of how it was going to go and I pursued it, but then lost track of that because I was caught up in the ways that, you know, all of the things that go along in the journey, you know, making it happen that you're not realizing it, you know, the, and the bad stuff too. Like, you know, having those downfalls, having those things happen to you that just really fucking make you learn, you know? Um, but I just hope that when I go there too, um, cause I don't ever expect there to be just a time where everything just changes and it's going to be perfect and smooth sailing forever. That sounds horrifying. Yeah. yeah. Well, when there's no right. more challenges when yeah. the world is done. You know, yeah. that's, that was Alexander what's, the what's Great's the point of living famous thing. Exactly. exactly. You know, and then he wept for there were more world, no more uh, worlds to conquer. You know, when, yeah. you've, when you've taken it over like that, you know, reaching that destination, I can't imagine that is the goal. And I think I've said this before, but like... Can you <laughs> even reach that destination? No. I mean... Not I, by human nature, right? As soon as you reach it, then there's a, something new next in your mind to go after. Exactly. Right. You know, I'm constantly moving my own goalposts. And when I do reach mm -hmm. something, you know, I give myself a pat on the back. And then I find the next thing that I can be doing or the next piece to, you know, to work towards. Mm -hmm. And that was, um, I mean, that's, I mean, I think that's a secret to happiness, you know? Oh, well, uh, that and really mixing in that while you're achieving anything you're living in that moment and you're being appreciative of the work you're doing mm -hmm. you're not appreciative of something that you're trying to achieve but about you actually putting in that work and achieving it now right exactly yeah mm -hmm. and i mean I, i've got to imagine that this is like the you know the human condition that we're always doing that which is why it kind of blows my mind why people assume or expect that people don't like are working in order to do nothing you know how many people say that it would be like, it would be so nice to, you know, not have to work or not have to do this and that and have everything taken care of you and for life to be like that easy. And I got to think, I got like, that sounds horrible to me. Oh, you know? I think it's a case of the grass is always greener. I, I, I think so. I, I spent think about people three, just don't realize. I don't think so. Yeah, I, don't I spent three months without a job, gosh, a few years back. I've worked since I was 16 and. I tell you, it was easiest for me to get really depressed in those three months. I wasn't mm -hmm. working towards anything, building towards anything. Like any day was something that could be wasted. And then if I wasted it, then I felt like I wasted it. Right. Like you just spiral deeper. You need something to drive you forward, some meaning purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, absolutely. And I think that, you know, in my own personal experiences, I've done the same thing where like I've been doing different things and I found ways to like enjoy it. But I've also found way things about them that I don't like. And all that I get out of that is that this is a stepping stool for me to really be doing what I want to do. And when you find out what you want to do and you get to that point, it's not to say that that's going to be the last point. You're not going to grow or you're not going to add things to that. But at least the struggles that would come from that might be more beneficial or worthwhile than you absolutely not doing what you want to do, mm -hmm. you know, doing stuff and thing you hate. And I think that that's the balance, um, you know, that you have to find is like, yeah, the work is going to always be there and it's going to suck if you don't have work. If you're not moving, you have to stay moving, but it's also got to be something that serves you, you know, even with all the hard work, because if you're just doing a lot of hard work for something that 
brings you no passion, no, you know, nothing that you that you want to do, and you still have bills to pay, <laughs> and you're gonna fucking be pissed. You know, that's how people go down and just fucking just anger. You know, they just become angry, they become bitter, they they want to blame everything, because it's hard, man. It's hard to keep up. You know, it's in in all aspects of things. You know, it's it's not easy. For some people, it is easier than others, and uh, you know, some people are born never having to worry about that. And whatever, that's you know not where I want to be. I'm glad that I don't have to be that way. But uh, yeah, but those kids. I mean, there's a there's a big rate of depression in like absolutely. those kids too. You absolutely. know, you hear about these like not kids that were born yeah. into just billions of dollars and trust funds and other bullshit like that. You know, and I mean, you hear about their plight, and nobody nobody really like people laugh that off because you're like, oh, you're so sad. Like you don't like you know, oh, your problems are so bad. Which comparatively, yeah, if you're talking about that, but if you kind of were born with no struggles, no challenges to kind of overcome. Or in the shadows of, like, let's say, you know, your parents, like if they're famous or something and they're just rich and you're well off as a kid and you're just, you know, that's like, a certain Whoa. level of rebellious nature. I just looked at one of those stupid, you know, like scroll articles on one of those clickbait, clickbait things, things yeah. that, that, you know, they show like all, all of these, these celebrities that, you know, their kids that have, they've, just rebelled and made their lives a living hell. Celebrity you know? kid fuck-ups? Yeah. Like fucking um, Tom Hanks' rapping son. Rapping what? son? Yeah, Tom Hanks has a, has a son that's not Colin. His name <laughs> is, um, fuck, I can't remember his name, but he's like, uh, you know, air quotes, rapper. And he is dog shit, you know? And I remember, um, you guys don't happen to know who Jensen Carp is, do you? I'm terrible with names. Okay, so. he is a dude that like, He's uh, this white dude who was like this incredible freestyler, and he used to call in to like he, he was famous kind of for calling to Power One Hundred Six um, every like freestyle Wednesday or something like that, and you know given some like fake name I think it was oh it was it was Hot Carl <laughs> it was his fake name which for Hot those of you who don't Carl. know Hot Carl is one of those uh, one of those Urban moves. Dictionary terms <laughs> that is when you spread a piece of uh, plastic cellophane over somebody's face and then you take a dump on their face. Extra points if it's hot enough to burn through the cellophane. Okay, so now that you that's guys know thing. that. That seems like a little intense. Well, no, that's, that's, it's like one of those things that they say that I guarantee you nobody has ever done, you know, like do, do dirty Sanchez and Blumpkin and, uh, you know, that, that's. Wait, you never well, done Well, I meant the burning through the cellophane part. Well, I mean, maybe that's. I'm sure there's people that have done that. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> that's the burning part. Sometimes, yeah, like, sometimes, Carl. bro. Carl. Sometimes you just eat the wrong thing. It's something high <laughs> on a Scoville scale. Yeah, you know, you get some, you get some spicy, like, curry, you know, you go for, you go for a run and then, like, as soon as you're done. You go for that right world there, record, yeah. exactly. And then, and then it's a spicy run. curry, then down some espresso real quick, and you'll have to go to the restaurant. Oh, that, that, that turns you into a slip and slide. <laughs> Bro. That's gnarly. That's like freaking a mudslide right there. <laughs> Good fucking times, man. So anyways, this guy, I, I am aware that Tom Hanks has a rapping son because he was Hot like Carl. trying to make it as a rapper. No, Hot Carl is the other guy. Oh, got it. And, um... Uh, he, you know, got fairly, like, prominent, even though he was doing it kind of, like, as a joke and wasn't really taking himself or anything else very seriously. He ended up being really fucking good at it. And then he became, like, a hip-hop, uh, almost like a historian. Like, he didn't go on to become a rapper, but he's, a, like, a really smart dude, writer and stuff like that. And um, he, like, Tom Hanks' son didn't know, like, much about him or his history, and he challenged him to, like, a freestyle thing, and I think he just murked him. I believe that's how the story goes. Or he backed out once everybody started to realize, like, 
Oh shit, really? You challenged you challenged Jetson Cobb to a rap battle. Like you are dumb. Like let's let's fucking see this shit. <laughs> oh man. So why the fuck are we talking about this again? Oh yeah. We're talking about celebrity kids and they're all yeah. they're all sorts of fucked up. But I mean that happens See, if you have But they have their own struggle, right? But well, their parents are going to yeah. make them fucked up. Their struggle is to try and become a useful contributing member to society. Yeah. And a, a lot of them a lot of them or have well. their own identity. Actually, I would guess you know, they probably exactly. have. Yeah, but having your own identity that's got to be difficult. I mean, you well, just look at the struggles of some people who a lot of the kids who have been kind of picked up and put in the public eye even in like a more roundabout way like the celebrity kid who wasn't that famous when they were growing up, but you know, you look at like the the Miley Cyruses and the Justin Bieber's of the world. You know, that's what happens when you fucking pluck these kids and just give all the shit to them at, at 10, 12 years old. I know, you know that it's expected and all, like, and it happens, and I know that there's no way around it, but it really is just sad at how much attention people pay to these people because, you know, like it does suck for them if they're in that situation. And, and now, because uh, unlike a regular person, which these happen, these sort of situations happen to regular families all the time. You know, there are a lot of people and families that are going through these sort of things, but being that they are in the spotlight, being that they are the son mm-hmm. or daughter of a celebrity, I mean, they are just targets for fucking uh, paparazzis and fucking, you know, uh, those shitty ass tabloid writers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And so that makes it even, that adds to it, you know? Like, I, I always do feel a level of, uh, you know, sympathy for these people as fucked up or as annoying or whatever they are you know all the spoiled brats all the whatever that like i mean i can't imagine i definitely would not want that all of that fucking you know mm-hmm. you know nope. anybody would want to be a celebrity and make money and like have people like you but then having to deal with all the negative aspects of it just all not, not being able to go anywhere without you know oh yeah that level of celebrity yeah awful, like man. like being yeah. an a-lister fuck dude being like Chappelle or something like that, and you can't walk five feet down the road without somebody screaming out of their car, like, I'm Rick James, bitch! Like, yeah. something from ten years ago. Yeah, and I think that, you know, that's probably, I mean, I don't know, I, I heard and saw and read stuff, but, I mean, I'm sure that that was a huge reason as to why he peaced out for a bit, you know? He was just like, fuck yeah, he all did. this. He's like, I don't know if I got a season three in me, you yeah. know? I don't yeah. know if it's gonna be funny, that everybody's trying to, like, really micromanage because the thing is blown up so big. He's getting a lot more notes, and he said, you know what? Forget it. And that was smart as hell. Totally. Before he, he went burned out, out. Yeah, he went out on, on top. top. Yeah. And, you know, well, I, I, think he, I think it was it was his quote where he said he made, you know, he made like $18 million or something like that. And they offered him another like uh, another eight for another season. I'm just pulling these numbers out. But he said, you know what the difference is between the dude that has, you know, $24 million and the dude who has $18 million is absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> You, what, exactly. do you, what can like you do point, with all like, that okay, money? Like, You've got so much more than you'll ever that's fucking That's really need. awesome, you know, and I think that it would be more awesome if so many people kind of try to share that, you know, philosophy and, like, why do you need that much at that point? And it's not to say that you shouldn't have the right to make as much money as you can. Like, if you have it in you and you want to keep going and you feel that you can keep going, fuck it, by all means, stay on the top of the ladder and keep producing. But if you are not enjoying yourself anymore and you've got all these fucking millions of dollars and you literally do not have to work a day in your life again and you can actually make the choice to do that rather than stick with the fucking you know the uh the, the societal like push that that people have to you know the, the fear of becoming irrelevant or the fear of you know not staying on top or losing everything that you have to keep going even if you're miserable I think that that's important that people should share that, you know, hey, 
do. Yeah, but there's still other reasons to move forward. I mean, what? Some slowers, they go about and they do really great things once they've established themselves. No, that's what I'm right? saying. And then, you have yeah, it but, easy but still. it's not just... It, crazy humanitarian ex- work. Exactly. But as soon as you... If you say that you have enough money and you stop working, well, then you'll stop staying in the public's eye and you lose your more valuable asset, which mm-hmm. is your influence. No, yes. and that's what I'm saying. But as like, well, but. It, it, it's, it does go that way. And that is... But that's what I'm talking about. It's mm-hmm. the fear. At a certain point, you have to decide what's better for you, though. Your health and your well-being or that remaining in the spotlight. Because the bottom line with Chappelle or people like him is that if he's that good and he goes out on top, he can come back and make a comeback any time, like he did. That's true. And, you know, he's back doing it. Some people that stick with it and they keep pushing when their creativity is not there anymore, then they fade away and they become irrelevant or they just become... They yeah, jump like you they, have someone in mind. No, I'm, I'm talking. You could look. Yeah. You could look at celebrities, Ooh. comedians. Look at all the comedians that are fucking hot as shit. Look at, I mean, for instance, I, not to try to talk shit, but look at someone like Dane Cook. You know, one of the biggest, you know, selling comedians of all time, and he's no longer doing anything, and it just kind of fell off for him. It's not like he decided, well, I'm not going to do this anymore. It's just kind of happens and that's one example of many people like that in one you know entertainment field like where it could happen in with actors it could happen with fucking anything really athletes even you know it's it's like you have a few you keep pushing it and well the thing with athletes you can't come back <laughs> like later on you know yeah, like that no, that's I, a different that, that that, yeah that's that's a different guys, that's I mean. a different thing you know like and, and <laughs> some people though that though, there is the whole argument of when do you go out with that Mm-hmm. Some people push it through and if they feel like they just have it in them and they want to keep pushing it and, and playing because they love the sport that much, then that's great because you're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. But pushing yourself because you're like, well, you know, like pushing yourself to the point in a sport like football just because you're trying to win that last championship or something where you might be past your limit and you could easily be getting your like 20 something concussion that's going to fuck you up for the rest of your life. Well, you know what? You know what statistics shocked me that I heard, uh, just, I think it was just a couple months ago, was it something like 98% or 96% of all football players have CTE, which is the, which is the like concussion, you know, brain uh, thing. I wish I could remember what it fucking stood for, but I'm surprised is... more of them don't get fucking spinal injuries right there on the field. Like that put them, par- that, that make them paralyzed, you know, because these guys are fucking yeah. like, well, we had, Giants. We had the first, uh, I think it was last season, we had the first person who decided, hey, you know what, this, like, my life is worth more than a professional football career. Right. And he chose not Earlier. to join the NFL when he was, when he had the opportunity to. I think that was the first, like, the first case of oh, that, wow. especially, like, in, in regards to not wanting to contract CTE or, or fuck anything else up worse than it already has. Because the truth is, man, if you've been hit in the head even once, you could possibly have it. And so if it's your job to go out there and get hit in the head 40 times a day for years, they definitely got it. And I mean, it's, you know, I'm glad that the information is getting out there and more readily available and that at least, you know, kids now, it's a little bit late for, I think the people who are like, you know, already playing football or within four years of joining the pros. But I'm thinking kids now who are like at the high school level or the, uh, you know, even the middle school level or something like that, at least they can go into it knowing that, hey, like, maybe this isn't the life choice for me because it is so insanely dangerous, mm-hmm. you know? Like, these guys, they, they all die young, they all go crazy, you know? It's a, it's a fucking shame. I mean, same with, uh, you know, same with fighters and stuff like that, too. 
especially the ones that come back after some time off. I mean, that's what happened to Ali. That's why he was all fucked up. Well, the whole fighting thing, too, is such a different, it's a whole different, you know, ball game, for lack of a better term now. It's such a different ball game because, you know, especially with the UFC, where it's very different, you know, there's const, there's so many more, uh, you know, fights that are happening and people, they have less of a career length, I think, unless they're just those true, true beasts that go out there and just like, you know, stick it out to the end. But I think that like there are so many people out there training constantly that they're being recycled through with the best and the best because, you know, if they're all training at their peak, you know, physical limit, then there's going to be brand new people that are like a year or two younger than you that are constantly wiping you out. And the thing with UFC is that they're fighting a lot more frequently than boxers, you know, major boxers would have back in the day. Like, you know, they might have, mm-hmm. a boxer might have a fight a year, if that, you know, and like make all of this money off that one thing where UFC fighters are going out there and putting so much more risk onto their bodies. Even though the fights don't last as long most of the time or whatever, it's just, you're going to get kicked or punched in the face, not just punched with the fucking glove. You're going to, although they say too that it is safer, I yeah, think, I say, to get punched it- in the face with a fist than it is with boxing gloves. Mm-hmm. Really? That's what I've heard. Yeah. Because of the way that the boxing gloves bounce off of your head, it actually it makes less, it to like where your force. brain, like the way that it oh, pushes your brain. Yeah, your brain like, bounces around more in your head when you're getting punched with a, those fat-ass gloves mm-hmm. rather than with a fist. Now, by all means, anything that happens to you in the face from a kick or a punch or a shoulder yeah, knee elbow yeah, is, yeah, you can not, definitely get suck. fucked. It's not going to be like, oh, that was nothing, you know. But it's like a sharper trauma. Not my morning you know. tree. Oh, yeah, well, exactly. Kick in the face, please. Well, Joe I mean, Rogan even says that he thinks it's safer to get hit in the face in UFC than it is to play football. Like to be in the UFC, it's safer than, than which doesn't make sense. And yeah. when well, you think yeah, about it, but no, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Football players, I mean, they get on that line yeah. and they do practices and things yeah. like that. They're hitting each other as hard as they can, because like, that's what they're supposed to do. Well, you, you could know? have a running back that's what, like, it, it, probably not as tall, maybe like barely six foot and like under two hundred pounds or a two hundred pounds going up against a fucking lineman or, or something that yeah, that like gets them like you know two hundred no three hundred plus pounds. Yeah fucking just laying them out like it's not the same thing as fighting where you make a weight bracket and yeah. you you know you're in the same weight at least as that person where this is just like david and goliath on the field and mm-hmm. you can get fucked up yeah. <laughs> and and you know as a fighter you're probably not getting hit as much as you are with uh with the rest of those oh you lost uh oh there we go oh got it um yeah you're not getting hit as much i mean it's still you know it's all dangerous Man, but so much as well, I appreciate that others do it for us, so we don't have to. Well, and I appreciate that and, I was going to move on to this next thing. That's yeah, probably yes. why you prefer yoga over <laughs> <laughs> fucking <laughs> fighting and physical exactly. contact. A little, little yeah. bit of the opposite. A little we're, bit safer. Man. So let's talk about that. You actually are a yoga instructor. You've been doing this yeah. for a while. As yeah. far as all of the events and stuff that we, the little parties and, and things that we've thrown uh, that RGL did and that we intend to do. In the future, you know, kind of like you are the go-to yoga person, the yoga guy. You're the yoga guy, <laughs> the yoga guy of the group, the yogi. And it's a, yogi. a variation what? off of yogi, but yoga, I like that one. It's a fun the one. The yoga guy, you know, it's cooler, new age, new age yogi. Even right. though yogi's pretty new age as it is too. What, well, a lot of new, like, what do you prefer to be called? Matthew. There you go. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, we'll I keep it that. easy. 
Yeah, but you know, it's all open terms. And yeah, you're right. Like, I like it the exact opposite of you know everything we were talking about sports, right? It's something slower, relaxing. It can be relaxing, or it can be a really great workout. But at the end of the day, it's about connecting with yourself on the inside to get that beautiful feedback loop and just you know living and experiencing your own body, knowing what's right and what's not, and then how to not overexert yourself, right? I mean, everyone has their own path. I got into yoga from rock climbing which I was very passionate about. I, I love it. It's one of my passions I, that I'm still not doing because I injured myself in it, which mm-hmm. is what drove me further to yoga. Um, and I've really just been using that as a main tool to even work through some of those personal injuries. I know everyone, right, anytime you break something, cut something, scar something, it doesn't heal back the same. So while we're all having cells replacing in our bodies, I mean, we carry these things, our memories, and physical and mental, right, the rest of our lives. So it's about... Now, how can you live with who you are and what your body is and, you know, take it, take it as far as you can go, right? Right. Yeah. On this like beautiful that. planet. And so would you that. say that's like your underlying philosophy, like what yoga means to you? Mm-hmm. Yoga is, uh, to me, yoga means a more consistent tr- uh, happiness or joy in my life. Mm-hmm. So I also use it, you know, there's. The physical side of yoga is pretty much the smallest aspect. It's mostly about your mental and spiritual health as well. And there's yeah. you know, recognition of things in your life that are constant, things that are not constant, you know, being realistic, what you can control and not, and you know, just trying to find that balance in life, just like you were saying right yeah. earlier. right? It's not about like being at the finish line and living right. our life. Like There's no point to that. Yeah. And that's unrealistic. Right? I remember the one of the <laughs> most tragic, beautiful moments in my teenage years when I realized was that life is never going to be like an RPG where you can gain levels and be level 99. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It doesn't work that way. Exactly. Everything's well, always well, yeah. ebbs and flows. What so you just writing those ebbs yeah. and flows and yeah. keeping them where you want them to be. So you don't get too far off balance because then you have to compensate that much harder. You yeah. Know? Pendulum swings hard one way. It goes just hard, hard as the other. Yeah. Like, you know, we're saying the same thing about that too. And you basically just said what I was going to say. Yoga is what represents to me, even though I don't do it that often, and it's it's a shame because I do recognize and I know that when I am well, doing yoga, step, just recognizing. Yeah, and I try, and I try to make my 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 efforts into um, to doing it more often. And I have, you know, it's all excuses whenever I don't. But it's just you know when I do do it, when I do yoga in the mornings, when I actually take the time, even if it's not really like yoga, but more even just meditating. You know, taking the time to really uh, focus on my breathing and be conscious of how my body feels on the inside. You know, being conscious of that and and actually finding that relationship between your mental aspect, from your brain to your body. You know, and um, that's one of the things that when I do that, I feel so much better and so much more balanced. But yet, it's it's really weird because I I you know let it slip away from me sometimes and. I, I appreciate that we have somebody in the group that kind of offers us the opportunity when it's there to just get into that mode. And, and it does, you know, relieve so much stress. And it it's, helps us learn and understand more about right, it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it also helps me as well, right? I think a lot of reason people pursue things in their life is because they feel that they need to make some sort of balance or something they want. So one thing that drives me towards yoga is I'm looking for all these same things. And another way to pursue that myself is to share it with others, right? The best way to learn something is to teach it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, so. man. And so, um, uh, oh, shit, what was I going to say? I just lost the question. <laughs> uh, what are, like, some of the, you know, because I, I think the both of us, I think a lot of people, like, 
know at least have like a surface level understanding of yoga and certain poses like that but like i'm sure you see a lot of people who are like oh yeah i do yoga and they're doing it way wrong like what do you like what do you see is like the most what, common do you thing think there's a wrong way to do it i mean the only well, wrong I mean, way like, to do no, yoga yeah, no no absolutely there's only one wrong way to do yoga and that's if you're gonna you're risking hurting yourself okay if you're not risking physical or mental injury then i wouldn't say there's a wrong way because right? there's so many there's different, so many different forms, variations yeah. of it exactly so as long as it's you know it's something safe then not too much of a wrong what's your favorite if you don't mind me asking of like the variations like, like kundalini form, or uh, um, like uh so they each have something different to offer i mean i've been doing a lot of like uh vinyasa flowing yoga i was going to core power yoga for a couple of years i love the, the availability just the consistency in the classes the structure they do have a lot of great core aspects but a lot of people consider it the more corporate side of yoga mm-hmm. a little bit and what it's like a workout it's, and balance like it's, yeah it's, a little bit like that and yeah more like new age music you're not going to get as much of the spiritual side like versus kundalini being the complete opposite where it's mm-hmm. more about like meditating and, and mm-hmm. doing stretches at the same time yeah, so I've, I've been to Kundalini a couple times, and that one, if you've never been, it's, it's definitely an amazing experience. A lot of chanting, um, and with some of those chants and some of the actual breathing exercises, sometimes you'll just sit there and do different types of breath exercises. I've had my diaphragm soar in ways it's never been before, and I've also actually held my longest meditations um, in that environment than I've ever been able to easily hold, just because that energy that it creates with the breathing and the, and, and the chanting and just the whole environment. And, and that focus but more recently i've been really enjoying um, ashtanga yoga which is more of like a classical um, sequencing that was kind of touted as what a lot of other ones kind of have branched off from and yeah um, been well, really enjoying that uh, one of the things because i i was you know trying out different meditations and looking at videos on youtube as well as doing yoga in the morning and stuff just to kind of like help me and, and the kind of leading yoga the one thing that i realized about myself is man like i'm really bad not just out of shape physically but like if i can't even breathe like doing the breath of fire was so much more difficult, you know, and, and holding poses than it would have been for me years ago. And it's like, that's when it was really a wake up call. Like, you know, this is definitely a major difference. You know, I, I, one of the biggest things I think for most people is that we don't focus on our breathing enough. And that's what yoga does for me is help me like really remind, reminds me that I need to breathe, you know, cause I'm such a shallow breather all the time anyways. And I catch myself more and more on a daily basis, uh, holding my breath in thought you know and that's bad and that's one of the things that i've learned through kundalini yoga is they were saying in stressful situations it's better to just you know let go and keep and and force yourself to to breathe and release more because what you're doing is you're holding so much negativity and if you're holding your breath rather than you know that's what that's what the the breath of fire is doing when you're when you're doing it you're releasing all of this negative energy from your body absolutely and it works and david exactly what you're describing right now is what's becoming more and more common for with people all the time in the society that we live in, right? Um, there's just so much information coming at us from all different, all different channels at all times, and it's we either have to try and react to everything quickly, or we have to shut things off, right? You know, you go back a hundred years, people would write each other letters, mm-hmm. you'd think it through, you'd write a few pages, or you know, what was something like a shorter one, yeah. And then a few days later, a week, month, they get the letter, write it back, right? Then eventually, we get to the, te- the telephone. Conversations get shorter, mm-hmm. right? Because we have more convenience; it can happen on a more frequent basis. And we get things like emails, even more compact, coming back and forth. And text messages, blasting all over the place. Now we have tweets restricted to 140 characters. And yeah, there's now billions just of those happening all the time. Them. 
and people are even looking there's still even more efficient ways to communicate information a meme is even more compact <laughs> than a tweet for how much information it can convey in the time it takes your brain to process so if you just think about it, like if you think about your email right how many unread emails do you have yeah. I, okay, I don't want to bring up bad memories let's just put that one yeah. away but right the point is that either you need an easy way to digest information or you cut that channel off yeah. completely <laughs> So with all this information, and, and if you want to try and process it, your mind's going left and right all the time. So we're always going like fast, 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 next pace. Just like you were talking about, mm -hmm. of, you know, how you're struggling mentally, like with getting ready for the festival and kind of getting all these work things. There's just so much information coming. So it creates all this, this negativity, this buildup. Plus we're so physical in our, ailments. It physically, exactly. Physical ailments for your stomach, your gut, your gut, you know, like the stress builds up. And I, exactly. I can, you, I can mm -hmm. spot it now. And it sucks sometimes when you're just like waking up in the morning because like you were just saying, so much information coming at us from all angles, even the ones we enjoy, it's overwhelming because there's so many platforms that you have to remember to keep up with and check on a daily basis. Because like you might wake up and you might see, you know, this or that or this or that, but you might miss something. And with your job, you know, the email thing, it's like, fuck, you know, like, like we were saying, it's, it's a 24 seven job because you're getting all of this stuff all the time and you have to react to things and it's mm -hmm. overwhelming. Exactly. And going back to, you know, we we're talking about how perception is more important than reality. You think about the social media, you know, that's going around all that at the end of the day, all these things, most of these things that are causing you stress, how important are they actually yes. to you living a happy, <laughs> right. amazing life? Right. I was uh, fortunate enough to go on a um, scuba diving trip down in Belize recently where I was cleaning some, actually harpooning and hunting lionfish to, to clean coral reefs because those little bastards are going destroying all the local ecosystems. That's shit, man. That's cool. Yeah. So, and... So my very first day there, I lost my cell phone. Second day, worried about it a bit. As soon as it was gone, you know, I put it to bed and it was the most fortunate accident that had happened to me in a long time because I truly got to disconnect. There was no, you know, Instagram or Boom mm -hmm. Beach or email or Facebook. Wait, what's the second one you just said? Boom Beach. What oh, the fuck is that? Oh, don't tell them another app. app, app phone. I don't want. I'm not gonna you're, download you're it. You're stuck on Everwing. I'm not gonna get you on another. Oh, one. it's a game. Oh, it's yeah, a game. Oh shit. It's a game. It's a game. I'm done with that, man. That was a lesson for me on how to waste your life and not have any control over it. You didn't learn that in the <laughs> you big just Candy Crush crisis? Oh, no. No, because I, I gave up on Candy Crush because that, I mean, that wasn't as, as stimulating for some reason. There was no level of competition between us. It wasn't getting us a chance to talk shit yeah. to each other. So. But that was one of the things for me, exactly what you're talking about. I identified right. a stressor, which is this is taking up too much time and I'm thinking about it too much. Just put it away. Yeah. Like as hard as that is, once you get like three, four days out, you're like, I'm not even thinking about it anymore. I literally have not thought yeah. about it until you come in the room and we hit record. Yeah. That's like the only time I've thought still about it. Bring, we be. still managed to bring it up every <laughs> right? time. Enjoying it. Yeah, we've still gone group. like nine concurrent episodes uh, talking about it at least once Ooh, but you know you know one day it gets easier and easier as you go on you know <laughs> yeah and i think but, that what you were saying was super important because i do have to constantly remind myself of that and of the fact that like you know what and if it was all said and done david if you did you know forget this and you had to deal with this thing for a little bit or you got you know you lost your job or you quit your job or all of these things that you're afraid of losing when you you lose it you know that hey my life will go on. The world mm -hmm. will keep turning until and it doesn't. It's important until that I you don't. recognize that, right? Because yeah. if you're fearing losing it, then you're bringing worry from a theoretical future into right now. Right. And all that's happening is 
every moment that's passed when you have that feeling is a moment that could have been better in your life, right? Well, and and it's not taking yeah. you in a step that you want to go. You know, it's all about visualizing and realizing where you are in the world today in all these different aspects that you care and visualizing at least where you think you want to go and take steps in those right directions. You know, the path's going to change along the way, mm-hmm. but just try and take more steps that direction than not. Yeah. And yeah, uh, no, you'll, you'll be better off than most of society. Well, now, can, can I can I rewind for a second? Yeah, let's and can we talk about you going lionfish harpooning <laughs> in Belize? That's fucking rad. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember when you went to Belize, but I didn't know that you were like out there on a mission to like. Oh, I was on a mission. Like take right. the reefs back and like That's fucking right, shoot li- like hunt lions, you know? Yeah. Which is how I'm just gonna. I'm yeah, gonna well, they're the fish. Of, they're the lions of the sea. Yeah. Lionfish. That's yeah, gnarly, actually man. sea lion. Yeah. How'd you get involved in that? Yeah, so um, I'm actually fortunate enough that um, my work offers volunteer time off. So I have a catalog of, um, and by catalog, a whole website and database full of uh, different nonprofits that I can actually volunteer with. One that uh, my mentor had told me about was a nonprofit she'd worked with called Reef Conservation International. And their mission is to, you know, as, as you can guess, kind of protect the coral reefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're specifically based out of Belize, so the eastern side, if you think. The south tip of Mexico touches two countries, Guatemala and Belize. Guatemala is on the west coast. Uh-huh. On the Pacific side, Belize is on the east coast on the Atlantic side. So it's pretty far down there. So it's pretty That's far down right. there. So yeah, and there's, you got time off from work to I got, go I got hunt time off from work to go uh, yeah, spend a week on a one and a half acre island with ten other people and go scuba diving in tropical waters three times a day to spear lionfish. Wow. That is yeah. fucking and awesome. And even saw a majestic... Um, whale shark while I was there. Was oh, it like really? The, like, was it in, like, it was... uh, Life Aquatic? The fucking big old shark that just uh, comes up that they're hunting? No, probably not. <laughs> it's definitely not, because that was a very <laughs> fake that was a very fish. Dumb, like, uh... From, yeah. No, it, that was, that was That's where we need Emily to get <laughs> Yeah, what's that, what's that like? Because I am too big of a bitch to, well, like, jump a, into the water, a like, in a reef with sharks a, and shit like that. Roller coaster, knowing if it was going to happen or not, I mean, I specifically planned my trip around when is supposed to be whale shark season which oh. is around the full moons of spring i believe the the food that they eat is in spawning three day or three days after the full moon of spring so that's when you're most likely to be able to see them in that area but apparently there's been none because of you know, climate change everything that's happening yeah. uh, this year they've barely seen any sightings so but what do they look gave like? up on emotionally but, oh that's they're, a, they're that's beautiful a shame. so they're what, beautiful I, but they fuck shit up no, no, they whale don't. Sharks, no, they're whale sharks, yeah, they, they eat plankton. That's their food source. But they create an entire ecosystem since they're like these mammoths. So um, it was Wednesday, the third day of our trip, and we're getting to a dive site. We're all gearing up. And then all of a sudden, the captain like looks to the side, and he spots something in the distance and just guns it in. We're all like, what's going on? We get excited. Like, look in the front of the boat and just slowly start seeing these little black specks out on the, out on the horizon. And as we get closer, there's just literally hundreds of birds swooping down in the water and like diving in to get fish Mm -hmm. and i guess what happens is uh whale sharks they have a type of sonar not sonar i don't know the term so but they have a way to sense things in the water and they can sense plankton so they actually drive these like other sharks where it's like similar to yeah that electrical base okay very similar to what normal sharks. so these things these spotted things yeah yep beautiful wow yeah they're gigantic yeah and they just they just get a cloud of plankton up to the sea and then little fish get them and bigger fish get them so it becomes a whole ecosystem of feeding as they're coming up. Oh, cool. And then we get really close and just tells us to dive, and I kid you not, I jump in the water, and there's this 18-foot whale shark four feet away from me. Wow. It was yeah. just, 
That's magical. Crazy. So what was the thing I that you guys said that you're preventing when you were down there harpooning? Um, killing lionfish. So oh, okay. lionfish are not native to most places in the world. Um, I'm not sure if it was. Uh, They're the gypsies of the sea. They are worse than the gypsies of the sea. Yeah. Dang. Oh man. Because they have no natural predators. The gypsy has natural predators. <laughs> <laughs> natural predators. Uh, um, oh man. No, these uh, so these fucker. Yeah, those fuckers. Aaron they look majestic as fuck too. Aaron yeah. used to have one. He'll tell you how much he hates it. Did that thing eat all a, the fish? It went from a thirty-dollar fish to a two hundred-dollar fish in a matter of a week. Yeah, it, it kept and eating. It, all it the ate shit, all yeah. the expensive fish. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, they're not native there. Nobody, none, nothing else recognizes it. So they just go on the, the reefs and they eat all the local fish, included in things like the parrotfish, which actually eat algae. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, if if there's nothing to clean the algae, it grows over the corals, and then they all die because they can't get any sunlight. Shit. You know, little, little, little. I didn't realize that they were such like a balance. such a nuisance. They yeah. absolutely are, and they just they will grow exponentially, and they can go a really long period of time without eating. Have tons of eggs. They can spawn they thousands pretty, of eggs. Aren't they uh, pretty poisonous as well? Their spines are uh, venomous. Correct. Shit. Oh, venomous. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, venomous what's, is when. What's it, the difference between? So venomous is when um, I believe it's when it injects it into you. Poison would be in another scenario, right? So it's not like coming out of an animal into you as a venom. Oh, okay. Poison would okay. be like you're about to go drink some bleach. Oh, okay. Right. Well, so but it's toxic either way. It's just yeah toxic. about yeah. It's good to have these nuanced terms, right? Well, yeah, no, no, I like that. Sometimes, I, sometimes, I sometimes you know, you gate down the hall, sometimes I stroll. Yeah. And now I can find, like, now I can use that information to be, like, an obnoxious dick to somebody who's, oh, like... Oh, and you love just, that, though. I really do. I really do. It's fun. I'd be like, actually, it's uh, venomous because it comes out and is injected directly into the bloodstream. Okay, so let's see. Poison is absorbed or ingested. A poisonous animal can only deliver toxic chemical to another animal's touch. If, uh, if it touches another animal or it's eats it venom on the other hand is always injected boom every venomous animal has a mechanism such as a stinger a fang to inject the toxins so does that mean that if you eat it but don't get stung by it or something then it's totally safe um no then it would then it would have poisoned you it's it's still it's still it's still change the definition of how you died i guess it depends how (laughs) it absorbs into your body right you know so you couldn't eat these things yeah um, lionfish. Oh, so there's just you just cut off. Uh, it's you, the top dorsal spine and then two of the side ones. There's only a few fins, but no, we uh, they showed us how to, to cut them, and then we got, had all those fillets. We had lionfish ceviche. They're actually really delicious, but unfortunately, as far as fishermen are concerned, commercial fishermen, uh, the juice ain't worth the squeeze. Right. right? It's uh-huh. not worth the amount of meat for the market price that you get for a lionfish to make it commercially viable to hunt them. Otherwise, yeah. that would have been an alternative towards nonprofit efforts. Yeah. Damn. Unlike lobster, which lobster season also opened when I was there, and people went free diving for that. Oh shit! And you're not allowed to go get those with tanks because that's cheating. So you just have to go down there and grab them by hand and wrestle oh, them. Pe- and then... no, oh, they were using those same truck. So I say harpoon, but it had three spikes on it, about four feet, four foot long trident, and a, like a rubber band. And you pull it back on your arm, and you get real close, and you can actually get like right into this lionfish's fish because it's like it's I said, it has no natural predators. It doesn't know. Right? It doesn't know that you're about Stupid to. Stupid fish. Try- Try it into them in the face. Dude, that is fucking cool. Yeah, then you put it in a bag and you bring them back up. And do you like a do you like a superhero or like a super yeah. villain? I guess depending on Just if you're a fish or not. Man, yeah. that, Zach, that. Zach was explaining that method to me that because he used to be part of a fisherman's club where they would go do that. They would go out and you know Catalina or different places and do that method with a fucking rubber band basically in a fucking sphere right. thing and shoot it. Like I was like, what? He was explaining it to me. I was like, that's fucking Aquaman shit right there. Like. <laughs> 
pretty badass. That is pretty Our dive instructor was telling us they were coated with lionfish aminium. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that can kill a lionfish. The only thing that can kill lionfish. Exactly. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like dragonflies, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So, like, <laughs> how does all of that, like, tie into, like, you know, your passion? Like, what do you, what do you want for yourself? Now, if I could guess, just knowing you as well as I do, I would think it is just, like, kind of affecting you know, affecting change on this, like, kind of very unique level. Like, that that story right there is more than I've ever done as far as, like, conservation and things go. No, it's a fucking beautiful thing. So, like, Absolutely. When, when you talk about working towards something, like, what are what are you working towards? Yeah, I've, uh, so the path's always been of question. Not really sure what path. I just mm-hmm. know I don't like a lot of school, so I chose not to uh, go beyond a bachelor's degree. Fair enough. But that being said, everyone walks their own uh, walks their own way. But I've known for a number of years there's really three things I want to accomplish in life. I want to, uh, you know, raise a or I want to live, you know, a happy life without you know want of much. And I don't like using the word happy because that is cliche. And also, being a constant state of happiness is not a target at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. But um, whereas a happy and healthy family and you know contribute to the body of knowledge and uh, the third one being help make the lives of at least a million people better so mm. three things happy healthy family um, contribute to the body of knowledge million people help them out that's that's a very admirable goal I like that I like that so what are, where are you at right now you got you I'm working on I'm working on the foundation of number one okay right? so happy and healthy family will you know eventually have to have one of those things but before that right it depends like what you want out of life. I like to think of life in phases and really important because you know what recent in the past decade or so this whole phase of life that never used to exist before that people are really recognizing emerging adulthood about people spending their 20s not having kids and trying to live that whole life but actually learning who they are that's really important. Mm-hmm. I've been enjoying that a lot myself right now. Yeah. Not trying to have a family or any of that until later on. Yeah. More specifically until I've one learned who I am to what I want to do in this world what are things that like you said a that's just important to have a career, but one that you can actually enjoy to some degree. You don't have to be in love every day. That's unrealistic, but mm-hmm. not, you know, standing, staring your, in the mirror every day and like yeah. hating something. And then find a way to do something like that that's going to make you, you know, enough money to have a stable family and, you know, ideally not have to work 50, 60 hours a week when you actually do have that family. Mm-hmm. So working on step one. All right. And, and, st- uh, and step three, do you have a, do you have a running count? I have not been keeping a running count, but it can't be very high in the hundreds at best. Oh man, I've got to imagine you've you know, like, close to you know, the you got, you, you've, been, you've been working hard for like a life, and now but you're kind of like more active than that. Right? I think so it's definitely going to be a, the number is going to be a lot more than what you would ever give it credit for, you know, because we don't see. And what my question was: Do you have a specific, you know, to say that you? helped change their lives or helped improve their lives like is there a specific thing you want to achieve by giving them or is it just for any positive impact that you've had on the person's life no it's it's pretty pretty wide open right now i mean it could be for example you know maybe one day i'm you know because then that's something that improves people's quality of life that mm-hmm. would fit the bucket right um so definitely keeping it a wide definition to not ever restrict myself in limitations and knowing that i'm not too much there yet but um i am interested in taking some steps i know i've had some former you know associates um, and former people that i've worked for who've spent some time and actually had their own nonprofit, and you know we've been doing a few things with that mm-hmm. um i've been just finding different programs that i enjoy working with 
and more you know targeted towards getting for that bigger number i've been trying to find ways to donate my higher value skills okay yeah i mean i there's it's very honorable for anyone to go to let's say like a soup kitchen but let's say you're a you know rocket scientist and there's a way that your rocket scientist knowledge can help people i'd say that you should do that instead of going work at a soup kitchen if you can Mm-hmm. Interesting. So right. how do you how do you how do you uh, how do you come across stuff like that? You know, how do you go seeking this out for anybody out there who might have a specialized skill? You know, who's, who's yeah, who absolutely. I mean, I, to some degree, it's going to depend on your industry and your skill sets or whether those you can affect. Mm-hmm. Um, in my situation, I'm, I'm unfortunately, like I mentioned, I have um, for my work access to a bunch of different nonprofits uh, that we're very engaged with, and I can offer um, assistance. So I actually did a project last year with this company called Girls Who Code. Which their whole mission is to get young girls to learn oh, how to become programmers. I've actually heard of them. Yeah, yeah, they're working uh, nationwide. I mean, they do work. they do great work. Summer camps, um, after school programs. I mean, at the end of the day, right? Girls are just as smart as guys. Guys yeah. are. They're just as capable. It's an underrepresented market, and uh, especially smarter, with, I think. I'm not trying to be no. That should be like that, but yeah, pro- in a perhaps. Lot of well, I'd say do less stupid things for sure. But yeah, that's a long tangent. We'll have to yeah, 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 yeah. That one. Yeah, not getting but, into that. Uh, at the end of the day, even if somebody, you know, one of these girls doesn't want to become a computer programmer, that's fine. I just, in my personal opinion, as technology is trending, that whatever industry people want to go into, having a cross-functional skill, mm-hmm. programming, whether it's marketing, business. Hopefully, a job that's not going to be replaced by computers or AI by the time they're adults. Yeah. Right. And this is going to help to be in that boat. Yeah. Is, it's, is it's beneficial. Huge. Right? Yeah. They'll be at the front so line. I can do one of the last holdouts. Is, right. Exactly. Know. So, um, and I also hear disc jockeys might hold it out with some lot of smart quips and things like that. Really? Just listen to something on the radio. It's random and rolling. Yeah. Uh, of know. everything we'll else, like. Of, I don't know. I, other, I know there's like, like websites for those things, but I say yeah, just stick with technology, stick positive. Yeah. I mean, I know the ten- yeah. the technology is all very like rudimentary right now. Yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing that it like puts out is very impressive. But when you there's think about cool like, stuff. but you know, when you think about how quickly we got to this place and how quickly oh, yeah. it can advance, it does get fucking terrifying. Exactly, which is why it's important to you know be well equipped in this world. So lucky that I kind of bring it back. Lucky that I found you know, something that I believe in. I was able to volunteer. Time at actually helping them set up their databases and how they're actually their actual team of uh, people who actually speak with businesses to get corporate donations like 50, mm-hmm. 100, 200,000 are collecting this information appropriately and then using that data for future collections, right? Oh, you know, wow. you go to Adobe and you get a 300, you ask them for $300,000 to donate to your nonprofit, and okay, they say yes, so you look in your database, what happens? Oh, they donated 300,000 last year. Who did you talk to? Were there other people that you talked to that? That um, helped that get you know move forward and get the donation mm-hmm. to happen. Did you get three hundred thousand because you asked for four hundred thousand initially, and you got and it got cut down? So yeah. maybe ask for five hundred this time. But if you don't have these variables, you can't always improve, right? So that's yeah. what I wanted to work with them so they could have the most funding as possible mm-hmm. to that's fund cool, those man. claims. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, a good, good, efficient like you know workflow is so important to. Oh, absolutely. To I mean, it comes down to you know any business. Profit, nonprofit, anything really can be broken out into systems and processes. Yeah. And I found one of my passions to be system methodology and kind of looking at things as systems. <laughs> and I've yeah. been fortunate to have work experiences which have taught me that as the best lessons usually are the hard way. Yeah. Well, yeah. And yeah, exactly. You know, learning it through experience. And mm-hmm. anybody could tell you a billion times not to do something, and you can know that it's not smart to do something, but until you really experience it and learn it for yourself, yeah. it's not going to register. You're not going to have like a true understanding of it. But, you know, going back to what you, you know, you're doing, I think that it's amazing. And because of the, I, you know, think that so many of our friends or people that we know, even myself included sometimes, like I, 
would love to, I get moments where I'm like, I, I want to do something like that. You know, I want to help. I want to do this. But for whatever reason, we don't, we're not as proactive and, you know, don't take, a lot of people don't take this, actually take the steps to really make it happen. And that's one thing about you that it's fucking awesome is that you do go and research and look up and find these ways to go and do it, you know, go and be some sort of difference out in the world where, you know, a lot of people might want to, but they get cold feet or they just, you know, they get uh, discouraged because they well, just don't. Sometimes yeah. you just need that push. It's so yeah. easy to talk and yeah. not do. Yeah. And, you so know. you doing it and having people see it and see that it's possible for them to do it. You know, that's, that's awesome, man. And I think that, you know, with the whole helping people out thing, the reason why I ask is because you probably are well on your way in, in so many more ways than you would even imagine if you're, you know, just thinking of help being something that you've inspired somebody, that you, mm -hmm. you know, given them uh, encouragement in any sort of way, you listening to them, talking to them, changing their life, because we don't even know the effects that we have on people, positive or negative. But True. I would say that you probably have so much more of a positive effect on so many more people's lives so far than you would even have tallied. So uh, I think that's a great goal, you know. Thank and, you for that, yeah. that new perspective. That's, yeah. that's a good way to look at it. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. And kind of uh, one other thing I, I wanted to, to say kind of while we're on this thread, going back to kind of a question that we had a few minutes ago, um, I believe we were talking about <laughs> ways that people could find white means of, that there's one more person you can help right now there you yeah. go yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, they're copying you shouldn't do that <laughs> CPR certified you should, don't do that no 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 No. yeah one time I, I, was, I, was, like, I was like 12 I was like coughing for like 2 minutes like I felt like I'm gonna die my dad was just sitting there no work is good there's like a little <laughs> bit of air coming out just keep on eating see that is a thing because yeah, no. at festivals this is this is this oh, goes into what I'm talking about with him it's actually a good sign you can count on Matthew to know random shit like that more than most of the people in our group because he's, you know, you retain knowledge for things and you put it to use when it is necessary. Whereas a lot of people learn things just to regurgitate and fucking never put a lot of what they learn to use. And so, sorry for breaking off into a no, tangent, but absolutely. that is something that you've definitely helped. I was on a tangent you, anyway, so. <laughs> you've definitely helped me out with that in certain circumstances, yeah. you know, when it comes to me just willing to take, you know, do something without really understanding or knowing <laughs> or researching what the fuck it is. <laughs> Maybe that's my method. Because like we were talking about how sometimes you just gotta learn for yourself. I don't do scientific studies. I don't well, grab things dad, out. You're listening, I, just, I don't know what they're talking about. You yeah, know exactly. You know I. You know anything doesn't matter what it is. I go and figure it out for myself. Whether it's yeah. in relationships, whether it's dating bad women over there, <laughs> whatever. Whether you know learning not to be a dick myself. Uh, it, it, those are all things that you learn from. But you were going on to that thread. Uh, oh yeah, I was just saying. Um, someone was asking. Forget which of these amazing wizards it was of ways that people can find out where they can donate those types of skills mm -hmm. and kind of add value but I'm almost wondering based on what we're talking about and, and kind of what Amaya was talking about is would it be a better question to say how can we get people or encourage them if they're on the cusp of doing something but not actually taking that action to kind of get them over that hurdle mm -hmm. or are I mean, they equally important do we need to equip them with the knowledge and then help them walk off that ledge. I mean, yeah, you know, it, it's. I mean, it's incredibly difficult to get somebody to change their routine. I mean, if you if you think about it, that's the that's the way it is. You know, it's difficult to get anybody to get people to go out sometimes. It's difficult you know? for me to have a routine nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> you know, a routine that works. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I mean, I guess I think the way that you do it is you, you constantly gotta, invite people. Like I know what would work for me is to have myself accountable to somebody else. So you. Who's doing so it. if you had an accountability buddy. Exactly. You would be fine. 
Accountability buddy. Do I you like need that. one, Phil? I'll be your accountability buddy. I mean, I hate to like, you know, commit to something really hardcore, <laughs> but I mean, hey, we're here. Uh, we're on mic. I guess I got you, man. Yeah. yeah. Man, no, like pick a cause and find a friend, you know, and be like, pick hey. Pick a cause and find gonna... a friend. That's a good saying. I like that one. Yeah. Pick a cause, find a friend. We're going to go do this together, you know? Like, if you know, you know, you share some kind of interest with somebody. And I mean, uh, for me, a lot of the things that I do, like that I actually do, is, that I try to get more people to do is like call your congressman. Or show up to a meeting, or, or you know anything that you're passionate about, um, you know, and and I mean there are so many things that like that literally has saved us from so much stuff, you know. You look at like the recent healthcare bill that was like trying to pass, which would have taken away healthcare for millions of people, and that didn't pass because people in reliably safe Republican districts were going to town hall meetings and getting screamed at by hundreds of people. They were they were filled. People couldn't get in the doors because people were so passionate and letting their voices be heard. You know, and I think that is, uh, to me, uh, politics, I think, is something that everybody should really get more actively involved in, you know, because if everybody kind of, you know, voted and acted in the way and there was a lot less apathy, I think we'd see a lot, you know, a lot more function and a lot more like real help from our government, you know, because that would actually enforce some kind of accountability and you wouldn't see a lot of the shit that we've got now. Now, unfortunately, it is. You know, it's so many teams, but you know, for me, that would be my personal, um, uh, you know, cause. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say mine would gear. My my passion is generally geared towards uh, education. Okay. I think that that's uh, really important. I think a lot of the problems that happen in this world are due to ignorance. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't come down to smart and stupid. It comes down to educated and uneducated. Yeah. Right. So the more people know and are equipped with these types of skill sets. At a young age is, is you know going to open up so many more doors and opportunities in life absolutely man and i you guess know. if i had one it would be experience trying to get people to just go out through talking but i mean social media in some ways does serve a purpose for me because you know when you're doing all of these things and you're posting about rad shit that you're doing and, mm-hmm. and you're, you're you yourself you know as narcissistic as it may come off a lot of the times you know uh, it, it's one of those things that if you're doing badass things that you love doing and people see it and they want to try new things as well. I've had, you know, other people say like, dude, your life is so cool, this and that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I've even seen certain people go off and just feel the drive from seeing that, hey, I say this all the time. I'm just a fucking average dude. I'm not trying to be the best at any one thing. I'm mm-hmm. just trying to try as many things as I can and experience them because what I'm lacking in education or, you know, understanding through, un, you know, um, learning things formally, it's, I've happened to learn these things through my experiences with them. And, you know, it's equally as important to do all of those things, you know, everything that you're saying and everything that you're saying. And I do believe that every person, you know, we can't do everything. We can't handle everything. But some of us are just more focused at trying to get people to see a more well-rounded, you know, circle that, that it's important to do all of these things. Oh, absolutely. And, and yeah. I, I completely agree. It's just important exactly what you're talking about, yeah. what you're doing, sharing that that light and that, that possibility. The whole world's, you know, everything's in a spectrum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? We're all serving and a purpose whether you also, think that they're not. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And on that, on that token, I think social media is actually a fucking fantastic, uh, you know, oh, it's tool. It's a beautiful and if you channel are, of communication. If you, mm-hmm. if you do have a cause and you are following through with that, you know, you are 
doing environmental work in Belize or you are out there protesting or you're, you know, you're in a soup kitchen. I think social media mm-hmm. is great and you should not worry about ego or people judging or people like, oh, well, you did it, then you get to post that social. Fuck that. That is somebody that's out there doing something, giving everybody else one more reason to, one less reason to say that they're not going to do that. You yeah. know what I mean? Just, just they're like, shit, they, they're yeah. doing it. Okay, maybe maybe I'm the only asshole that's not doing it. And and it, it frustrates me when people do criticize people for things that are like inherently egotistical because you know what? Somebody, even if that's the only reason they went down was to be seen on Facebook, they actually went down to a soup kitchen and helped somebody out, you know? Well, why should you care about anything in a negative light, anyways? Like, like that, you know, you see somebody doing something. If you, you know, you don't like it, then that's just a reflection on well, your own insecurities and your own. But, whatever but I'm saying it. No, does, no, totally. It does I, I'm not happen. just. I'm not disagreeing yeah. with you at all. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying like, that it. Like the, yeah. the ALS ice bucket yeah. challenge from a yeah. couple years ago. You guys remember that? Yeah. That was mm-hmm. so like I, I was so like vigilant and keep people who are like, oh, it's stupid. Oh, it's just more pe- reasons for people to it's like because it's like, cool to no, hate on things. You know, exactly. Fucking stupid. It's cool to hate on things. If you don't want to do it, don't fucking do it. But like, who right. cares if they're doing it or if they, because if it means something to them, you then know, it means something to them. What matters is that they made, like 10, like, yeah. they made like $10 million more mm-hmm. that year than they did every yeah. other year in the past. You every, know? It, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah. Social media is a tool just like anything else. Mm-hmm. What's important is the intention you have when you use it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'm saying even if, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, even, yeah, yeah, exactly. even if the, the byproduct from bad intentions oh. is, you know, a good thing, People, fuck it. Life go. gets so much easier when you learn to just look for the positive in things. And I can't stress it yes. enough because I used to Stop be a fucking because, hater yeah. so much more where I could just, I would just wait because, you know, it's part of your insecurities. It's part of growing up. It's part of trying to identify with something and have a place in this world to set yourself above other people by being able to be critical on almost anything and pick something apart and it's a mindset that is chosen even if you don't realize that you've chosen it but that was something that i've always done before when i was younger i was just you know that fucking guy that i was a hipster's hipster i fucking hated hipsters and i could talk shit on them and fucking pick every little thing apart and i was very opinionated and not that i'm not opinionated anymore because guess what we all have opinions on things but it's the way that you express your opinion. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it in a positive way and saying, dude, that's fucking awesome, then that's great. But if you're going, like, if you don't like something for whatever, like, just ignore it. Don't participate in it. Don't mm-hmm. take part in it. Because that's what, bring, whether that's you like it or not, you know, for me, there's people in the world that look at what I do and think it's fucking stupid and useless and it's never going to benefit them. You know, if there's one thing that I try to do is try to be as ridiculous as possible and let people try to judge me and show them that I don't give a fuck if they judge me or not, but not in a like fuck the haters type of mentality, more like a whatever dude kind of like go along with it. Yeah, them. basically just show them through that like, you know, that it's okay to be a dork. It's okay to fucking make fun of yourself. It's okay, it's okay to, like to it's okay to like things. Yeah. It's cool to like things. There are a lot of fucking cool things and it's a simple flip of a switch in your brain that for some people, they have to go through some sort of experience that really makes them understand and see. And it was a long road for me to get there. And I'm still by no means anywhere on a side of you know perfection when it comes to that. I'm just like learning all the time. There's things that frustrate me all the time. And I learned to just say, hey, why the fuck would I be mad at that? Just, you know, and do I, me. 
and let them do them. I see that manifest most in music. You know, when people take very hard lines against, you know, certain certain bands because that is trendy or because it is popular and things like that without really much consideration to, you know, the quality of the music that's going in there or, like, what's going behind it and the good that it could potentially be doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And once I let that go, it was a very, like, freeing experience. And you start to... Because it's so easy to criticize and tear things down and, and it's very hard to build things, too, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, when, you, when I see, you know, so I, I guess a good example for, like, a, a, like a, a, a current, like, iteration of this would be, like, if you happen to come across, like, a YouTube video or something like that, somebody who's, like, earnestly doing their best, not really hurting anybody, but it's not good, you know, it's not, it's not really funny or all that creative or whatever, you know, criticism you have of that, just... Give them, give them a little pat on the back. Yeah, they put themselves out there. That's scary. Exactly. I am fucking so, like, proud, and I applaud anybody who puts themselves out there, for better or worse, you know? Even if your, like, comedy bit was not that funny on YouTube, I'm still gonna fucking like it and, and uh, you know, give it a, maybe not a favorite, but, like, a, like a comment or something like that. Whatever helps people out. Yeah. Because they're, they're doing something. And I want to mm-hmm. encourage people to always be and doing that things and follow. you know, turn guide them to step forward and the only way you get good at something is by taking those steps doing it by repetition exactly there was a great there was a great man named uh jake the dog who said really sucking at something is the first step to being kind of good at something wait jake the dog (laughs) that's That's his adventure time okay But say one more time. That was a that was a bad that was a bad joke, you know. Where somebody could be like, "Really sucking at something is the first step to being kind of good at it." Well, yeah, absolutely true. I, you know, well, I guess you could argue that some people are just naturally good. Very few people are naturally good at certain things, but uh, they're never naturally their best. There's nothing, you know, better than nature and nurture together. Yeah, but even still, I catch myself being like unnecessarily aggressive towards you know uh, towards things now and then. You know, usually, usually Slow it's drivers. within like well, your pieces mood, of art. Your mood affects of that a lot of the times right? too. Yeah, where you know? you're at mentally, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. why the balance is so important. Mm-hmm. It, it's about finding the discipline to remain balanced because, as Nick Mendel was on talking about earlier, is one bad decision that you know strays away from a good plan or a good you know routine or whatever begets another and another and another, and yeah. it's easy to get derailed and go in a completely different direction. Really forcing yourself to have that discipline is, you know, sucky or sometimes you just don't feel like you're in the mood to do it. We all can say that a lot of times we felt that when it came to working out or something, but the reward afterwards, you know, once your endorphins are just like fucking skyrocketing because you went on that jog that you just couldn't even barely drag yourself out of bed to do, it sets you up for the whole day and it really does make everything better. And it is about these, I mean, that's just a simple lesson in life about, you know, you got to pay dues and sacrifice to, to really reap the rewards of things, you know? Um, and so I, I, I mean, I struggle with this all the time and it's, it's sad because there's so many times where you're aware, you're completely aware of that's all I have to do for it. But you just, it's so hard to do sometimes, but, um, yeah, I'm working on it. You know, I'm definitely trying to, to get that into my life, the yoga and balance and meditation and, and just knowing when to, chill the fuck out and be in the moment and not worry about the future. And that's a great skill for, for anybody to have. Mm-hmm. Like, so if I only had, say I wanted to take like five minutes a day 
to do something good for my spirit, for my soul, some yoga type thing, a breathing exercise? Do you have do you have something that could be? I know you should devote more time to it, but if you if you feel like you've only got that and you want to work towards you know putting more time into it, like what would you, what would you prescribe? I mean, for I think the most critical thing to be able to do is just to be able to take a few minutes, like you said, if you have five minutes. Find a place where you know you can be calm, sit down, lay down, whatever works for you, and just breathe. You know, feel your breath in and out. Maybe you count at your breath and you make sure your inhales and exhales are the same length. Maybe say a mantra. A mantra would be really any statement that's true to you. Mm-hmm. So let's say, instead of saying, I am calm, or if you're not calm, that doesn't work, mm-hmm. but I am becoming calm, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing is just to keep your focus on your breath. You'll get more. Um, consistent with it over time but you know just slowly go and your mind will wander when it happens Um, but just let your that's okay just let your mind come back the if you berate yourself and say oh my mind's wondering why am i doing this any of that negativity that's just the ego talking and that's not serving you so Mm -hmm. there's nothing to forgive just let your mind shift back Mm -hmm. and i'd say that would be probably the best thing that you can really do just being in your body in your breath Mm. Yeah, I mean, even just as something as simple as five minutes a day, right, can, can day. be enough to make like this gigantic difference. Oh, absolutely. And, Who said it? There was that one quote that where they. I think you're, I, I, you. I I think it's the one it. in my head. I was, yeah. I was about to drop it. I think it was a Ramdas quote. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Some, uh, 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 you know, uh, people came up to him and said, "Hey, how long should you meditate?" How, yeah, how long should I meditate? He said, "You know, just take five minutes a day." He's like, five minutes a day, or no? It was 30 minutes. I think 20, it was, no, it was 20 no. minutes. He said, if you don't, he's like, I don't have 20 minutes a day. Well, in that case, three hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you need right. to do three hours because that, you know, it's, you're that's never going to find time in your life. You have to make, make time it. For exactly. That you want in your life. Exactly. And so if you, if you were, what's a, what's a good like breathing length that it, can, can, can we do one real quick? Yeah. Like a good, like, can you lead us through something like a, a good breathing exercise or, or some, you know. Just simple thing like the like yeah, the first do, one or two repetitions. Yeah, repeti- you guys need to hear a lot of it. I mean, we, we won't uh, yeah go too long because it would be a little bit you know boring for the podcast. But yeah, so, uh, <laughs> no, 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 Phil, everybody who's listening to this though, I, I yeah, encourage David, them uh, to kind of do this with them. Like you know, yeah. usually people are driving and things like that, or they're you know they're at work, you know, and you can maybe kind of just set something down for a while. Like obviously pay attention, but even if you can just kind of focus on your breath, yeah, and find find that. a comfortable seat. You know, pull your shoulders up, back, and down. Let them relax. Draw your neck slowly one way. Inhale. As your neck comes to center, exhale, roll out the other. Slowly come back. Stretch the crown of your head up and slightly tuck your chin down. If you can, gently let your eyes blink closed slowly. Then exhale all your air. Seal your lips and then starting from the very base of your belly, inhale slowly. Three, two, one. Hold at the top. Close your lungs for just a second and exhale for the same length. When your lungs are empty, your stomach's empty, for the same. Start inhaling from the base of your stomach and then your belly, your lower lungs, mid lungs, upper lungs, your back fills out and stop. Begin exhaling from your upper lungs, your sides, your back, let your belly, your diaphragm come in. And just kind of find that even pace up and down. Always starting your breath at the base, at your, your core, your agnus, so for fire. Fill up your lungs and then start emptying the lungs. And all the way down to the empty of the belly. 
Dude, that helps so fucking much when you have somebody like guiding you through it, you know, because yeah. you can train yourself. I'm sure as you, you've gone to, you know, classes and, and gotten certified. And so now you have a routine set up. But for but me, it's even easier yeah. for me too, when there's somebody guiding right. me, I mean, that no. external motivation, someone being there and you know, great thing on technology, we have these beautiful apps. Like yeah. Headspace is a great one. I, I can't get into Headspace. I, I don't like it as much as just going on YouTube and finding more spiritual ones. Because Headspace... It, and so the one thing I'd say for that is, you know... What is Headspace? It, it takes... It's, it's a meditation app. Okay. Is that if there's something that you want, find the flavor of the journey, sure. the flavor of the path that mm-hmm. gets there for you. So Headspace, while it might not work for you, totally. works for plenty of other people. Because I've been recommended it by so many people, mm-hmm. and it works for them. Yeah, and, and you know, I've used that Muse headband before. That I use that sometimes. Well, that was different. That was, I think, What's more yeah, this so thing that measures... Uh, it measures, like, it's like a portable EKG. It, like, measures oh. the waves in your brain, your different brain waves, as you're basically meditating. Well, first you put it on, it takes a baseline so it knows what your natural brain activity is. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, basically just puts auditory responses to if your brain is active or not. So you try and meditate, clear your mind, and if you start thinking a lot, it makes background noises for you so you have a conscious auditory oh, response. Wow. To think. So you can, like, oh, I'm thinking, and then you can calm down, and then the background noises go away. Yeah. Oh, well, that's great. It's like a shock collar for... <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like Headspace yeah. for the fact that it does. it's good for people who've never meditated before, too. Like, they're getting into it because it starts really slow with very short increments of time. And, and is supposed to work itself in there to like help you build up to doing longer and longer, get more comfortable, and just understanding what meditation is. I respect that, but I feel like with my meditation, even though it doesn't have to be a specific uh, you know, thing spiritually necessarily, but I, I, there's just certain ones that like, just by going on YouTube and, and looking up right, certain so ones, there's, there's more extended. And, and you and, finding something yeah. that works for you, so that's what I'd right. recommend. There's probably yeah. podcasts and, you know, Tons of different applications. Yeah, there's all sorts of different things. Mm-hmm. I kind of I got started with yoga when I was doing. Uh, I did P90X when I was like, I want to say it was like a senior in high school, or something like that. Get was shredded, like, bro. Yeah, it was the so first small. time I actually like you know yoga was like one of the days, which was like the you know kind of the cool down day, mm-hmm. and that was um, kind of my first like exposure to it. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And I remember thinking that I knew you know some basic poses and forms and like how it's not to like do stretching yoga. a PE class. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then I actually went to a yoga class with a real teacher and things like that. And they're like, okay, actually, no, almost got it. You know, if you just like move this leg here and then you just move this shoulder, move your shoulder a little a bit. And I was like, oh god, yeah, okay. you feel that's it. what it's supposed yeah, to feel. You like. feel what not only it's doing to you physically, but it does clicks like it. it, it you could feel. And I can listen too. I don't even have to necessarily watch all the times. If like somebody will just say like, "Oh yeah, just bring your shoulder back more, align it with this way," and then you're like, "Oh, ah, yeah, I feel it. I feel it like changing something in me mentally. Mm-hmm. You know, it definitely is doing what it's supposed to do. It's supposed. It's like aligning everything, opening everything up the way that it's supposed to flow into your body. Um, but yeah, it's way better when you have." somebody at the classes teaching you how to do it too yeah. no matter how advanced or experienced yeah, you are it can maximize that you know i didn't realize that i was doing it i mean i guess not wrong because i was hurting myself but i wasn't getting yeah, as much back. out of it as i could mm-hmm. you know and then yeah now well i you know i still kind of do need uh an instructor to really do it right like i know i know what they're supposed to be but still like every single time without fail you know i'll be like trying to do it to your own pattern yeah, or I'll, mm-hmm. do, I'll be doing it kind of not right. And, you know, my, my girlfriend, she, like, doesn't teach yoga, but she knows this yoga studio. She's very involved in that. She'll be mm-hmm. like, yeah, just, like, pull the shoulder back a little bit. And be like, oh, fuck, yeah, there, mm-hmm. it, is. there it is. It's right. That feels 
like I'm getting the you know the intention. Cool you know, the one inch of a difference makes a huge difference. Yeah, no, know? really. I mean, ask any female. Has <laughs> <laughs> it? So okay, you know, to kind of cap it off here, the one of the things that uh, you've done in the past for all of us, and one thing I'm sad that I didn't take as much advantage of because you know we can get into excuses about you know not having time and work schedules, blah blah blah, and ultimately those are, are valid reasons too, but. You were teaching, you know, giving hosting free yoga lessons, uh, you know, classes, well, if you will. On the beach, yeah. On the, well, on the beach and, and at your house and stuff. And oh. I know that, like, it's been difficult for a lot of you to get, like, the crowd consistently every week because people, they, you know, you know, they have life happening. But do you see yourself doing anything like that on maybe a larger scale? Or do you have any goals or anything that you want to do? accomplish in yoga like do you have a destination that you feel like you're gonna go to and you know do something uh travel and do you consistently see yourself traveling places and doing it and learning from different parts of the world like what what do you want to get out of yoga i mean those are all nice to haves that i would love to incorporate but for yoga it's more about that internal feedback loop i'm using it as a tool to be consistently in my body not just in my mind and be connected and to, to be able to listen to what's going on on the inside. Um, going to retreats in different parts of the country, sharing it with friends, whether at the beach, my house, or festivals, or whatever I'm going to do in the future, are all means to that end. Mm. That being said, I, I do intend to follow some of those means. I'd love to, you know, like do like a yoga festival somewhere at some point, um, or more of them than I've done already. And uh, I do intend to start teaching at the beach again once uh, my puppy is not so puppy. So mm. probably starting that in September, um, since I have had some other requests for that, and it's it is really you know peaceful in my life. So I'm thinking maybe like an every other week thing, um, sunset Sundays or something. Very cool. So it was it was always like a means to an end. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'd love to come one time. You know, because uh, mm -hmm. when you were doing it, that was at a, at a time you were doing it like every Wednesday. I, believe, I was doing right? it Wednesday nights. Correct. Yeah, it was every Wednesday nights, which is and I worked every Wednesday night, <laughs> so I, there was no way I could have yeah, done so this before. But we're gonna target sunsets on Sundays, probably Corona Del Mar State Beach. Oh, very cool. Open to anyone. It's free or by donation. Of course, so, yeah. So. Well, whenever, yeah, whenever, yeah. whenever you get that going, you know, let us know, and we'll, you know, we'll, yes, we'll put yes. the word out. We'll, we'll let some it. people know. Yeah, it'll be, good. it'll be good. Yeah, yeah. it'll be fun. Everybody yeah. loves yoga classes. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, and actually, they were doing there will be a an adorable puppy there too. Just saying. Uh, yoga and puppies. There will be a adorable puppy up there. Shit, yoga. man, right. you'd, you'd be like, you'd be losing money and be done not to go. Exactly. That's yeah, why. Yeah. The, the devil in me though was that, like the other day at my job they were hosting a yoga class right next to like literally like at the door of my gallery right next to it at, at the soco place like just a free mm -hmm. yoga class and i happened to have uh my toy fart gun with me <laughs> and i was so tempted at just walking by the door while they were doing like you know just like a pose and just <laughs> you know you gotta got do that yeah, you gotta right, somebody's some, really letting loose yeah inject you know, some ridiculous into that you know but it would have taken the focus away from it and i understand and respect you know what was going on and stuff and so i didn't do it <laughs> But or I did you're it. But you're a better man than me. We still get I to enjoy the I picture of for it. Sure I did it, but not close enough to where anybody could like hear it or think that you know it was anybody in that class. So, I yeah. Just enough to distract anybody. You know what? And I think that is a that is a good way to kind of inject some joy and change some lives. You know, yeah, I would say that every time you hit somebody with a fart gun, go out and get one. You can add one more to that one million. No. You know. 
Poop jokes are internationally bonding material. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You can go to the Amazon and talk to some pygmy people who have never had any contact with anybody yeah, outside they'll of the tribe. Yeah, you know, let us... Hit them with the fart gun, and they will laugh, and I'm counting that as a positive influence in somebody's life. Boom. Right. There you go. So go out there yeah. and, and fart on people. Yeah. No, they do enjoy it. Funny they, sounds without the toxic gas. It does make Spread people, the love and spread yes, your cheeks. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Matthew, is there anything else that you want to say as a final thought here? Any yeah. words of encouragement for anybody? Anything that you just feel people should know? Yeah, um, well, just kind of on the thread of uh, uh, some advice I just gave a friend recently. If, if you have any uh, decisions you've made recently that you're uncertain of, just you know, know that you, know, you should trust in yourself. You made a decision. Regret's not going to serve you move forward, make the best out of it, and, and have an experience, make a memory that you wouldn't have if you didn't make that decision. So in the future, when you look back on it, you'll always have that positive. All right, right on. on. Right on, right on man. Well, you know. Any, coming... Anything that you want to uh, push people towards, you know, maybe your Instagram or something like that. So if anybody wants to kind of uh, check in on Matthew and, and see when those, uh, those uh, yeah, uh, classes are coming up, you know. Yeah, definitely. We posted some of that to Instagram, uh, MJ Velez. Uh, so V as in Victor, E L E Z. I'm assuming the spelling will probably be there. Yes, so of course. It will M- be in the uh, description of the Perfect. episode. So MJ Velez 003. Uh, Phil and David are both avid followers. So oh, of course. Find them that way. Yeah. And a uh, new Instagram for that puppy I was talking about, La Luna Doodle, <laughs> the Doodle Moon. Because you don't have a puppy until you have an Instagram until, for it. Yeah. And it's not official until she's more Insta famous than me, which is not going to be very difficult. No, yeah. It's. <laughs> People love uh, well, two let's, things, let's hot girls and puppies. Know, let's try those numbers up. La Luna Doodle. La Luna Doodle. La Luna I like that. Doodle. I like that a lot. Yeah. Right on, man. Well, of course, you guys, you know, we always appreciate it when everybody, uh, you know, follows us. Make sure they subscribe to us on iTunes or however you get your podcast to make sure that you get the episodes to your phone every Thursday. And you follow us on social media as well, at Let It Bleed Cast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Dave, how can we find you? Hood Rat Stuff, three Fs. Yeah, they know the drill. Instagram. And myself, I am at Nobody Cares Phil on Instagram, and I'm on Phil Nobody Cares on Twitter. God, I do that sometimes. It's, just, it's a tongue twister. You know, it fucks tongue me twister. up. You got it out, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, spread the love. Spread your cheeks. Namaste. Well, you know where to find us. <laughs> Thanks again, Matt, for com- Matthew, yeah. for coming on and for the time spreading the, the wisdom. Gentle because, wizards. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And thank you all for listening. As always, uh, let it bleed. All right, guys.